0: Are listening to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick, paediatric doctor turned weight loss coach. I help busy, ambitious mums overcome the frustration of not losing weight. I teach them to eat and live healthily, to look after themselves and feel fit and fabulous. If you want to lose weight by eating healthily, I invite you to sign up for my free roadmap. Three easy steps to weight loss for busy mums. Just go to my website, dralina.com, that's dr. O-R-L-E-N-A dot com, and you'll find it on the homepage and in the sidebar. If you're interested in working with me as a weight loss coach, you can find out more and book a chat by going to the coaching tab. I also have a healthy recipe service, My Kitchen Miracles, that I created for my clients and have now opened up for everyone healthy recipes that will support your weight loss goals and provide your family with healthy, tasty foods. You can find out more in the My Kitchen Miracles tab. Good morning, and welcome back to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Today, we are talking about habits. Habits, habits, habits. I love this subject. It is really, really amazing. And so many people think that you have to be super disciplined to have good habits, and it's just not true. So we're going to really bust that myth today. So let's start by having a think about why bother thinking about habits. Well, you know what? We are creatures of habit. What's a habit? It's something we do every single day or frequently without even thinking about it. It's just this automatic way of doing something. We find ourselves doing something. And that habit may be a good habit, which means it serves us, or it may be a bad habit, which means we know it's not really good for us but we do it anyhow. Now, all habits have some kind of benefit. So those bad habits give us some kind of reward. And that reward is normally dopamine. So the the chemical messenger that is behind habits is dopamine, that pleasure center. So we have these good habits and these bad habits, and we find ourselves doing things without really thinking about it. And if those habits are not great habits that don't serve us, we feel trapped inside these habits. So it might be that you want to lose weight and you're thinking, I can't, I can't do this because this is the way I eat and I can't change the way I eat. I can try, I can do it for a little bit, but I just feel frustrated and overwhelmed if I try and do it too long, or I can't get into the habit of exercising, or I can't get into the habit of looking after myself, whatever it is that is the problem. We have habits. And this is a really interesting quote from Dr. Joe Dispenza in his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. He says about 95% of who we are by midlife is a series of subconscious programmes that have become automatic. Driving a car, brushing our teeth, overeating when we're stressed, worrying about our future, judging our friends, complaining about our lives, blaming our parents, not believing in ourselves and insisting on being chronically unhappy, just to name a few. Did you get that? 95%. That is staggering. And why do we do this? Why do we do this? Well, I tell you why. Because our brains want to be efficient. Our body wants to be efficient. So it's a bit like we've got this amazing computer inside our head. And it works out how to do something. Brush our teeth. So, if you think about brushing your teeth, brushing your teeth is actually quite a complicated thing to do. You have to remember to do it, you have to use your hands, your dexterity. Of course, this is super easy for us, but think about all the stuff that's going on inside our head. And then we have to brush our teeth and clean up and put it away. Now, on one level it seems super, super easy, but on another level, our brain has just gone, do you know what? I'm not going to think about that. I'm just going to. This is the program that I'm going to run. I'm going to run it, I'm going to run it. And That's it. It's super easy. Our brain doesn't have to then think about remembering to do it and working out how to do it. So, when we do something for the first time, it is more difficult. When we try a new recipe or a new skill, it is more difficult because our brain is using all of that energy to work out how to do it until you know how to do it and then you stop thinking about it. And that's when things become habits. So what's all this stuff about not being disciplined? It's not about discipline. Now, if you haven't read this book, I super recommend you to read it. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he breaks down everything about habits. It's an amazing book, and I will delve a little bit into some of the things that he says. But one of the take-home messages from this book is that people who lead a healthy life who eat healthily and exercise, it's not that they are more disciplined. It is that they have set their lives up so that they just carry on doing things, so that their habits happen without thinking about them, so that they have made it easy for themselves to have these habits. So let me give you a few few examples. I go to swimming training. Now, in the winter, when the kids are at school, I go to swimming training twice a week. I go on Tuesday and I go on Thursday. Now, I enjoy swimming. So the first thing is that I have chosen a sport that I enjoy doing and that I'm relatively good at. I've always been a reasonable swimmer, not a great swimmer, but I was hopeless at running. When I was at school, oh my goodness, just hopeless at running. So the first step is I've chosen something that I'm going to enjoy. And there are times I'm human when I think, you know what, I don't really want to go swimming or it's too cold. Let's do something else. But when those thoughts occur to me, I'm normally at the edge of the swimming pool. Let me explain what I mean. My children here in Spain go to school in the morning and in the afternoon. So they have morning school and afternoon school and in between they come back for lunch. And that's just the way they do things here in Spain. So in the afternoon, I walk my children to school, we leave at 2.30, I take my swimming things with me, I drop my children off at, the sw- at school, and then I walk down to the swimming pool. And I've only got two hours. So it's not a huge amount of time to be able to do other things or something useful. I have to use that time quite carefully. So going swimming is perfect for me because swimming class starts at 3.30 finishes at 4.30 and gives me just enough time to shower, have a two to five minute sauna and cold days, and then get back to school. So you see, that habit starts when I leave with my children. I leave my door at 2.30. It doesn't start at 3.30 because when I'm walking my children to school, I have my swimming things with me and I'm almost on autopilot. I go up to the school, I walk down to the swimming pool, and then I'm getting changed. And yes, there are times during that period when I think, oh, you know, I could do something else. But it would take me a lot of effort to think, okay, I'm not going to do something else. Sorry, I am going to do something else. I'm not going to go swimming. What else am I going to do? And I'm the kind of person, I pay for my swimming classes. So I've already paid. And that is something that I know about myself. I want to get value for money. So I turn up to the swimming classes and I turn up when my my colleagues, my swimming friends are there. So there are times when I think, oh my goodness, that swimming pool looks quite cold, and I don't really want to go into it, but I'm standing at the edge of the swimming pool with my swimming trainer behind me. There's no way I'm backing out now. And then another part of me knows that after I've done the first length, I'm in the zone, I'm swimming, my body has warmed up, and I've got my nice sauna waiting for me at the end. And that's another treat that I give myself, that sauna. I love my sauna. So It's not that I'm super disciplined and go, oh, my goodness, I don't want to go swimming, but I'm going to make myself go swimming. It's that I set myself on this journey, this train ride, that it's really difficult for me to turn around on. Let me give you another example. Every Sunday here in Catalonia, in Palafugel, where I live, in my little town, they have a big fruit and vegetable market. Now, I love fruits and vegetables. It's what I'm all about. Healthy eating is fruits and vegetables. The mainstay of healthy eating and weight loss is eating fruits and vegetables, but you have to actually eat them. And that means you have to shop for them. Now, I love this market. I get to practice my Catalan, which I love. So I wouldn't say I'm friends with the storeholders, but I know them. I go there every single week. And I just enjoy this, taking my trolley and being able to buy these fresh produce, And it's fun. It's enjoyable. And that's part of my identity, that I am this person who enjoys that. I prefer doing that. For me, that's a super treat. It's what I really love rather than going to the supermarket. I don't really like going to the supermarket. And I do from time to time. But on Sunday morning, I get up and I buy all these fruit and vegetables. Now, I walk to the market. And what can I buy at the market? I can buy fruit and vegetables. And that's pretty much it. There's no packaged food. There's no junk food. There's a few stands that sell sweets and candy, but I'm not going to be buying those sweets and candy. So I have put myself in a situation where the worst thing I could buy are grapes. Now, grapes are relatively sweet and full of sugar, but a few grapes is are fine. They're not going to be the end of the world compared to if you're eating packaged foods all the time and you're eating More packaged food. So it's not like I'm putting myself in an environment where I'm tempted to buy packaged food, packaged food, packaged food. So then I trundle home with my kilos and kilos of vegetables. And then, of course, I have to do something with these vegetables. So cook them and put them away and think about how I'm going to cook them over the week. And I just go for super easy. Super easy is my motto. But you can see how this habit of going to the vegetable market really sets me up for the whole week. And during the week, there might be times when I think, oh, I wish I had something super easy, which I could just throw in the oven like a frozen pizza. But those things, because I don't have frozen pizza in my freezer, I have vegetables. And so those things that are super easy that gets thrown into the oven are vegetables. And I just have systems that I know, recipes that I know, that are super easy, but healthy. So those are two examples of habits and how Really, it's about setting up your life rather than being super disciplined. So let's just take a step back and have a think about habits. So in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he sets out habits. There's four stages of habits. There's the cue, which um, is the thing that triggers us to start the habit. And then there's a craving and then a response and then a reward. So let me give you an example. A cue might be that you smell a donut. So that's the thing that triggers this doing a habit. It might be just getting out of bed. You get out of bed, you go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth. So it, whatever it is that triggers your habit. And then you have a craving, this desire to do something. And that's your brain going, oh my goodness, I want to get some dopamine release. I'm looking for dopamine. Now, dopamine is a neurotransmitter. It's not a bad thing to have. It's something that um, gets us out of bed in the morning. It's something that makes us do things. The problem is that in this modern day and age, we have the ability to have huge, great dopamine surges all the time. Whereas previously, we didn't have that ability. So now we can get dopamine from refined sugars and we can get them from drugs and television and pornography. So all of these will give us a really exaggerated dopamine response. So the craving when you smell the donut might be craving a donut. And the response is that you go and buy the donut in the shop that you've just walked past and you eat it. Now the reward might be, buying a donut becomes associated with walking down that seat, that street. So, for example, if you drop your kids off at school and there happens to be a donut shop nearby, and you smell it, you'll develop this habit of just doing it. It kind of short circuits, and you and you do it without thinking about it. So, another example of this cue craving response reward might be that you get bored on a project, and this is something that happens to me. I'm working in the morning and I get a little bit bored and think, oh, I don't want to do this this job, this task that I've set to myself. I get a little bit bored. So the craving might be that I feel a little bit stuck and I want to do something to relieve that frustration. My response, I go to the kitchen to do something. I look for food. So for me, I look for coffee. And I also do things like eat apples and nuts. And I'm aware of when I'm doing this and I know that I'm not doing this because I'm hungry. And this is where some people get tripped up because they don't realise that it's an emotional response rather than a I'm genuinely hungry response. So you might go to the fridge. The other thing you might do is go to social media. And this is another bad habit that I have. I have recently deleted a lot of social media apps from my phone because I became aware of the fact that I was just on my phone, not really doing anything at times when I felt a little bit bored. So that's the response. The reward is going to the fridge or checking social media becomes associated with that feeling of um, being frustrated and being a bit bored. So our brain goes bored, ah, fridge. And and we, we cut out that entire loop or bored, ah, social media. So The way we the way our brain works is it just short circuits this whole cue craving response reward such that we are not aware of it. And what James Clear says is that what we want to do is to make good habits really easy for us. So we want to make the cue obvious. So for example, put a big red button on your toothbrush that says brush me now. Now obviously that's a silly example because we all remember to brush our teeth. But if you make that beginning bit really obvious, then you're more likely to remember. You can make the craving attractive. So you can, for example, part of my going swimming is giving myself a sauna. I am making that whole experience more attractive. Make the response easy and the reward satisfying. So think about ways that you can manipulate yourself to do all of these things. And equally, if you have bad habits, you want to make them more difficult for you. So for example, the cue, make that invisible. So if you want to stop brushing your teeth, you could hide your toothbrush. If you want to stop watching television, you could pick up your television and put it in the cupboard. If you want to stop weighing yourself, and I see lots of people weighing themselves and getting a little bit obsessed about this daily weight in a way that they sabotage their eating because they think, oh my goodness, I have lost weight, therefore I can eat something now. And clearly that's not what you want to be doing. But if you want to stop weighing yourself equally, put your scales in a cupboard. Make the craving unattractive. Make the response difficult and the reward unsatisfying. So all of these four bits, you want to make as difficult as possible. Another example is me deleting the iPhone apps that I have. So even when I have this cue of I'm a little bit bored, actually, I can't go on those social media sites because I would have to open my computer rather than just flick on my phone. So that is basically, in a nutshell, how you manage your habits. Now, the first step all of these things is that you have to be aware of them. So if you want to really take a deep look at your habits, what you need to do is sit down and write down all your habits, good and bad, and think, this is what I do. This is a habit that serves me. This is a habit that doesn't serve me. And I do think this is a really useful exercise to do from time to time, every six months, every year. Just actually look at all your habits and think, do I want to keep this habit? Yes, fine, carry on. No, okay, I'm going to work out how to change that. So the first step is being aware of your habits and also being aware of yourself. So a certain amount of self-awareness really helps in this. For example, I enjoy swimming in a way that I don't enjoy other sports. And I understand how I tick. So I know that if I make a commitment to somebody, if I make a commitment to see my swimming partner at seven o'clock in the morning at the beach, I will be there unless some disaster happens. And that's just how I work. That's how I tick. And that's perfectly fine. But knowing that gives me control of that. So I can make sure that I make arrangements and see my swimming partners rather than not make those arrangements. So step one, self-awareness and being aware of the habits. Step two, work out what you want to change. And step three, do it. And don't try and take on too much at a time. The thing about habits is that we do them without thinking. But there's a transition time where you have to think about it in order to create that habit until such time you get to it when you don't think about it. And that's where I want you all to be with healthy eating. I don't really think very much about my healthy eating. I just do it automatically. I feed my family food without really thinking about it, vegetables, healthy foods. It's not like I have to make an effort. Of course, I have to shop, but I don't have to go through that transition stage because I'm already there. Now, talking about habits of healthy eating, for those of you who don't know and haven't signed up already, what are you waiting for? My Kitchen Miracles is a recipe service that I created for my one-on-one weight loss clients because they wanted healthy eating recipes that will serve them to lose weight and that they can also feed their kids. And I'm all about easy and fun and healthy. So you just want to be able to do one meal that is healthy for everybody. And you don't want to have to sit there watching as your kids eat dessert or even depriving your kids of dessert. You just want easy one meals. And that's what my weight loss clients want. So I created My Kitchen Miracles. You get access to 20 recipes a month and you get a shopping list so that you can go and buy all the things. And the idea is you try out these healthy, amazing recipes. So This podcast is due to go out in October and there is an introductory period until the 30th of October. And on the 31st of October, the price will go up. Now, if you want to sign up for a free trial, I've changed the way I've done this. You used to have to put your credit card in. Now you don't get access to the whole membership site. You just get sent the PDF, which is the list of recipes and the shopping list. And sadly, I can't give you access until you actually sign up for the membership site, but you can try out And there's a video which shows you all about it. So it's a really good way of helping you create healthy habits in the way that you shop and feed your kids. And if you want to teach your kids healthy eating habits, the best way to do that is for you to eat healthily and model healthy eating. So the idea behind this is you either want to lose weight or you just want healthy eating, and you will get these recipes that are healthy and easy. And you can feed them, have one meal. So come and try it out and then come to the Facebook group and show us your recipes. I really want to see people using these recipes and we will have fun there together. So check out My Kitchen Miracles. Next week, we're going to be continuing with the theme of habits because habits are so amazingly important. I have a guest who is going to be telling us a little bit more about habits. So have an amazing week and see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Fit and Fabulous. Remember to sign up for the free handout, Three Easy Steps to Weight Loss for Busy Mums. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could help me grow my podcast by telling a friend about it. Have a lovely day and see you next week. Bye-bye.